Welcome to the Faith Christian Fellowship of Montego Bay's podcast. We are reaching for His glory through building and teaching. I hope you are encouraged and edified by this message. As you know, this this year, our theme is bearing fruit by engaging the law of productivity. And our tagline is abiding, maturing, and flourishing. And we are in the abiding stage of what we're doing. And I want to speak to that this morning about abiding. The Bible talks about abiding in the vine. I want to start out reading from St. John 15, verse 7. So we share on abiding. St. John 15, St. John chapter 15, verse number 7. The word of the Lord is precious and we take time out to uh, read the word of the Lord. It says, if ye abide in me, if you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will, or what you desire, and it shall be done for you. Let's read it again. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, it's a lot of abiding, right? You will ask what you desire. What a promise. <laughs> and it shall be done for you. You know God is a God of integrity. He keeps his word. So if God says, you shall ask what you desire and it shall be done, then that is sure. But we can't just pick out that part of it saying, the scripture says, we can ask what we desire and it shall be done unto us. Yes, it says that, but we have to go with the full text. It says, if you abide, so it's conditional. Look at, look at how it is stated. Very conditional. If, if you abide in me, and if my words abide in you, then upon that premise, you shall ask what you desire. So, this thing of just jumping in and asking what you desire but not abiding, it, it won't work that way. That's not how God set the system to work. And so we are making sure that the abiding stage is fulfilled so that we can ask what we desire of the Lord. And that we can also grow to new new things the word abide in the in the greek here means to stay or to continue to dwell all right to stay or to continue to dwell so if you continue to dwell in god that's what he's saying if you continue to dwell in god and allow his words to dwell in you. Begin to create the realities of your life. 
then you can ask what you desire. If you allow that dwelling to take place. In St. John 8 and verse 31, Jesus said, If you continue in my word, same principle here. If you continue in my word or abide in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. And it goes on to say, out of that now, you will know the truth. And the truth will make you free. So, there is a process to coming into the truth. To have the Holy Spirit revealing truth to your spirit and guiding you day by day. And the process is abiding. Continuing. Living in the things of God. You see, the problem here is that most believers interpret abide to mean visit. It didn't say if you visit. It says if you stay, if you continue to dwell. So this is not about visit. This year, you should make this transition in your life if you have not done so yet. Yet, the transition from visiting God to dwelling in Him. Because that's where God wants you to be so that you can become all that he wants you to be. Abiding is about continuing to cultivate the relationship with God. Continuing to cultivate your relationship with God so that you can produce the right product and keep reproducing it. Remember we talk about the law of productivity is about producing a product and keep uh, reproducing that product. So if you abide in him, then what you're doing is cultivating your relationship with him so that you will produce the right product and continue to uh, reproduce that product. And notice I said uh, the right product because... People are always producing stuff. But we're talking about that which is in accordance with your gifts and talents. So, continue, constant abiding leads to maturity. And when you don't abide long enough, then you get distracted by all kinds of stuff. And we have seen that over time in the body of Christ. How many of you know people that you started out serving the Lord with them, but they got distracted along the way? Many, we can point to many people who are so outstandingly gifted, but they keep getting distracted. Sometimes, you have counseling sessions, you try to encourage people, and you try to get their minds focused on the destination. But they, they, they keep telling you about all the side avenues. And guess what? Those are what they're crying about. Those are what is causing the pain. 
So we want to stay focused on him and avoid the distraction. But for that to happen, we have to work hard on cultivating that relationship with the Lord, working on that relationship, spending time with God, reading the word, practicing the word. That's a part of uh, cultivating the relationship with him. Just start with reading the word consistently, practicing the word of God, and fellowshipping with God constantly, staying it, dwelling it. That, that's the starting point for an effective relationship with the Lord. Don't worry yet about preaching and singing and uh, counseling and uh, all the other stuff. Don't worry about that as yet. Just focus on spending time with him because your personal relationship with the Lord is the key to effectiveness in anything that you will do in your life or it doesn't matter what is the area of your gifting. The key, the foundation to effectiveness is the quality of your personal relationship with the Lord. So it doesn't matter how, how the gift is oozing from every part of you. If the personal relationship with the Lord is not properly anchored and it is not effective, then that gift is going to be come out in a distorted way. So the key, the foundation to effectiveness in any area of gifting that you have or you serve is your personal relationship with the Lord. And that speaks to abiding. So you see, abiding is that stage of building that relationship with the Lord, those times of prayer and fasting. And in the natural sense, it's about sending down roots. So since this year we're talking about bearing fruit, and in children's church, one of the youngsters planted this. And this P is in the abiding stage. It is still sending down roots, strengthening the vine and all that kind of stuff. It's not ready. Listen, this is not ready to really bear fruit as yet. And so this is why I want to say to you, don't be distracted about the abundance of fruit while you're in the abiding stage. Focus on sending down the roots. Strengthening yourself about the right environment so that when it comes to the time for harvest, there will be much fruit. And so it is important. And we continue to abide. I want to read from St. John 17, verse 3. So we talk about abiding. Jesus 
was speaking and he said, and this is eternal life. That they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent. He said, this is eternal life. In fact, Jesus was actually praying here to the Father. And he said, this is eternal life that they might know thee. They who, he's talking about us, would know him. The only true God and Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent. This word know is a very interesting word, I think, in the context of all of uh, Christianity and personal relationship with the Lord. This word know comes from a Greek word named genisko. And it means to recognize through an intimate growing relationship. Not a one-time commitment, but an intimate growing relationship. So something that is progressive to recognize through an intimate growing relationship. And that's abiding right there. So day by day, we are exploring God. We are doing more and more, growing stronger and stronger in Him and practicing His Word and taking on bigger bite sizes with each passing season. And we grow to new levels of faith and strength in God. That's what abiding is about. And sometimes we look at the other person's mango tree. And how, how my, my tree don't have, a, have on so much mangoes? Well, they, their tree has been there for 20, 20 25 years. Amen. And your tree is just in the second year. We have to abide. Don't be distracted by what others are doing. But focus on where you are going. It's abiding. And we are in the abiding stage of bearing fruit. I am excited about the last quarter of this year. In terms of what I believe uh, some of the manifestations will be in your personal life. And in our lives as a family, as a church. As we abide and mature then we're going to flourish. So stay focused. I was talking to a doctor, uh, so maybe a 40-year veteran in the profession. He said that, here are these young doctors that just leave college and come and say, oh, that's, that's your car? I want a car like that. He's explaining to them that, look here, it's 40 years that lead me to go buy this cash. <laughs> so, you have to go through the paces. And I know that we are excited, but we have to temper that as we grow to new levels in God, as we go through abiding and not be distracted. I like what the Bible says about Moses. It says that Moses, when he was 
come to years, he refused to be distracted by the glitters that Pharaoh and Egypt offered. The pleasures of Egypt. He refused, the Bible said, he refused to be distracted by the pleasures of Egypt. Egypt choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. So many times, so many people that lose their way because they never abide long enough. Because the glitters distracted them. I like what the Bible says in uh, the book of Daniel. It says, the people who know their God shall be strong and do great exploits. Notice, the people who know their God. Remember we say know means uh, recognizing through an intimate growing relationship. So the people who come into that place of a progressive relationship with God and stay and continue, they will know their God and shall do great exploits. You know, I know sometimes we talk about we are the miracles. We believe in miracles. We believe in the supernatural. But, you know, we just wake up and, well, um, the miracles that used to happen... In, in the 1980s and the 1990s and all of that. Where are the miracles? The church need to return to that. Well, first of all, as I said, we believe in the supernatural. We believe in miracles. But we also have to understand different eras. We also have to understand um, what God is doing in the different seasons. But also, in addition to that, we have to realize that we have to abide to produce the results. I was reading a book with Kenneth Hagin, and he said that he was uh, bedfast, bedridden for almost two years. And in that time, he was reading and believing the word of God. He came upon the healing scriptures and he never heard about those before. But he said, well, if this is real, I'm believing it. The doctor said he would never ever walk. Again, but he started believing those scriptures. And over time, the word of the Lord started to work in his life. He said one morning, as the word took root in his heart, they were having, his family was having breakfast in the living room. And when he walked out there, to the breakfast table, everybody was shocked. This man is he's not supposed to walk. But the word worked in him. But that moment came because he abided. He was persistent. He cultivated the, the, the relationship with the Lord and allowed the word of God to work in his heart. So, even though you don't see it, it's still working. 
You have to keep believing that word. You have to keep holding that word. And remember that we walk by faith and not by sight. And remember that that word sight right there really speaks to the sense realm. It's not just speaking to your eyesight. Of course, that's a part of the sense realm. But we don't walk by the sense realm. In other words, by what the logics are saying. Because the logics might say you will never walk again. According to the studies and what the doctors see and all that kind of stuff. But you know what? Faith says with God nothing shall be impossible. The doctors might say you have to live with this condition for the rest of your life. But faith says if thou canst believe all things are possible. To them that believe. So abiding is umbilically linked to the ability, the capacity, and the will to produce. Ability to produce. I want to speak to that for a little bit because I believe that is often misunderstood. We talk about the ability to produce. In the general sense, ability to produce may speak to the, the raw material necessary to produce results. So in the general sense, you might say, well, all of us as human beings have the ability to produce results. And you have a case. That's, that's the general sense. All of us have raw material to produce some kind of result. But if you get into a proper leadership production seminar and start understanding the term ability to produce on a next level, it brings some light that I believe is necessary for all of us. Because, you know, I might come here and say, well, you know, I couldn't lead the worship like Sister Simone and the worship team this morning. Some might be quick to rebuke, say, well, pastor, remember the scripture says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Well, yes, the scripture says that, but where are we going with that? You know, if you, as I said, get into a leadership seminar and understand the ability to produce, you probably will um, take a different view, not that we disregard the word, but just follow me carefully. Ability to produce speaks to how equipped you are to deliver results. That's the next side of it. How equipped you are to deliver 
results. And that speaks to training what principles and systems you practice or live by. It speaks to intuitive capabilities. It, it speaks to management capabilities. Ability to produce goes uh, that deep. So, for example, you know, today, I think they say is the 77th birthday of Bob Marley. And, or would have been. <laughs> yeah, he's dead. Bob Marley went down to St. Anne. I think it's in the Alcan area. And some misfortune happened. They never gave him a place to sleep. So he had to sleep on the cold ground and put his head on a rock and all of that. And out of that, he has a song that hits the world. Cold ground was my bed last night. And rock was my pillow. It's almost like a psalmist anointing. He had that ability to interpret his situation in song. Now, I don't have that ability. Now, you can rebuke me and tell me I, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me and all of that. I'm saying that's not my ability. I can interpret it in a sermon. Which Bob Marley probably can't do. Because that's not his ability. I could interpret that situation in a sermon. But he interprets it in a song. And it speaks to the ability to produce. In, in, in other words, the intuition for song don't kick in when I meet on those situations. It's the intuition for a, a, a series. A sermon that kicks in. Maybe for you it's a poem. But he has that training. He has that intuitive capability. He has uh, developed, like some of you, um, training and all kinds of stuff that puts him in a position, gives him the ability to produce. It's just like I could put $1 million in, in some people's hand and you think about New York and Paris and Sweden and all of that and you shop and whatever and after a while you don't have any money. You, but you put that same one million dollar in some other people's hand and in a year time they have another taxi or a, a growing their business. The ability to produce depend on the training, your capabilities, your maturity in the area. It's not just about the raw material. So I'm saying to you this morning that abiding is a part of the process of developing the ability to produce. The, some of the promotions that some people are praying about God cannot give you as yet because the ability to produce in that area has not been developed as yet. So, so if we give you the people hotel to manage and you have no training in that area, 
then your ability to produce meaningful results would be compromised. It is the very same way as believers. Our ability to produce certain results are compromised to produce results on certain level because we have not been abiding. Was that a funeral recently? So it's an example. And this lady was crying. I went over to her and understandably, you know, um, these are things that happen at funerals. I had a, about a five minute talk with her and she calmed down and was relaxed and of course she was still sobbing but um, we got to a place where you know she, I believe she was encouraged and we started walking and uh, talking and talking about other stuff and she started seeing some things and I started talking to someone else and all of a sudden this other person came up and said well we know that he's gone and you are left alone and it's not easy because you've been living for so many years now. I said, Lord, and the lady started again. again. Woo! I said, dear Lord. You talk about the ability to produce. I'm trained in the area, so I knew what I was doing. But here's somebody, as, and, and they did it not even intentionally, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but you see, when you don't um, have the ability to produce certain results, this is the kind of stuff that happens. You interfere with things that are working properly and set to produce. How many have ever had those people that you have to ask them to, to stay away a little bit? And, and let this go through. Because, you know, you're not helping the situation. It's like you're trying to bring, bring peace between two people. And there's one person over there say, Yes, him says so. Whatever. You're trying to calm them down. So you see, it is important to understand that ability to produce is not just about the raw material. We all have the raw material in terms of ability to produce, but we must equip ourselves that our abilities can actually give birth to the things that are involved. There is so much raw material in the church today, in the church. And we don't want to get religious where... We just live in the general sense of, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. But don't focus on your gifts and abilities to produce results in that area. And gifts and abilities are not limited to preaching and singing and counseling and uh, administration. No, they, they, 
they're all over. We, we need the doctors. We, we need the construction workers. We need the accountants. Those are gifts and ability. I watch school challenge quiz sometimes and I just can't keep up with some of those youngsters with the math. When they ask the questions, by the time I start writing something, they're giving the answers. <laughs> Where are them? I'm saying our gifts are in different areas and we should focus on those gifts because that's where your success is. Don't follow the crowd to say, well, this is the area that is making money right now. So you just jump off. What is your ability? We need to remember that there is much raw material ability in the church. But the challenge is converting that raw material into deliverables. But we can do it. If we keep abiding, that's the first stage. Let's keep uh, in the abiding stage for the period that we need to keep in that stage and watch God work through us to produce amazing results. I'm excited about abiding. I love abiding. I look back at the early years of my walk with the Lord and uh, the abiding stage is precious. You need to enjoy the process, as was said <clears throat> last week, so that you can get the results. Bearing fruit is not a process that you need to add your own loss. There's no need for that. We just love to add our own philosophy to things sometimes. But bearing fruit is not a process that you need to add your own laws to. Everyone has their own unique way of doing things. And we know that. We get that. But allow the kingdom laws to do the work in your life. Don't complicate the process. It's allow the kingdom laws to do the work. You know, I'm about halfway through <laughs> the sermon, but um, I'm getting a wrap-up signal from <laughs> the Holy Spirit. But I want to encourage you today to keep abiding in the vine. If you abide in the wrong thing, you're going to end up producing the wrong results. But if you abide in the true vine, you're going to produce good results so that you and your generation can live. Remember the law of productivity is about producing product and then you keep reproducing 
that same product over and over and over again. We've made that point so many times that Burger King is rich because they produce a Whopper initially and then they keep reproducing that same Whopper over and over and over in Jamaica, in the United States, in France, and they keep making money. Sometimes we love to diversify a little too much. I'm not saying that nothing is wrong with um, diversity, but I'm saying whatever product God enables you to produce, you need to keep reproducing that thing. You know, I don't know if you heard the news about the U.S. war plane that went down in the China Sea or in, in that area. And the U.S. are trying their best to find the plane very, very hard because they don't want China to reproduce it. Because they think if China get the chance to reproduce it, that is trouble. You know, we can go into that in a, on another day. So, you see, the law of reproduction is so important. And we have the right stuff that we can reproduce. Let's work with God and allow him to continue to enable us to produce even more. We thank you so much for joining us today. God bless you and have a great day. You may contact us by email at fcfmontegobay at gmail.com. Or follow us on Instagram at FCF Mobay and on Facebook at FCF Montego Bay.